Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. It's Lydia here, and welcome to the final episode in our series called Serpents and Doves. This time I'm catching up with two women from the OEC family and answering their questions about applying worldviews to our everyday conversations and situations. I'm joined by Hannah, who's a Year 9 student from Church at 4, and Sandy from Church at 11. We'll start off with a question from Sandy. Lydia, I've been listening to the podcast, which have been really interesting. Can you give us some tips on how we can better understand our own worldview? Well, Sandy, I can give it a go. In the very first episode of Serpents and Doves, I talked about how the Bible encourages us to be very realistic and rigorous in our thinking. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 says that one of the marks of being spiritually mature is training ourselves to distinguish good from evil. And in Romans chapter 12, Paul talks about the dangers of being conformed to the world, basically of taking on the worldview around us when we really need to be transformed instead by the renewing of our minds. And in 2 Corinthians, he urges believers to examine themselves and test themselves about their beliefs. Christianity is, is really countercultural in this way. The culture around us doesn't really emphasize self-examination. It certainly emphasizes self-affirmation, that is telling myself I'm just great, but not self-examination. So Sandy, I reckon your question is an important one. How can we know more about our own worldviews? How can I compare my worldview with the biblical worldview and see where maybe I need to have a good long look at myself? Yes, I think that's good, but I'd also like to know how I can talk to my friends at school and find out a bit more about the way they think. Could we talk about that too? Oh, sure thing, Hannah. In fact, we can start at the same place for both questions because I'm going to suggest a way of using worldviews that I think is really helpful for evaluating my own thinking and that of other people. Now, it's certainly not an original method and other people have gone into it far more deeply and more meaningfully than I have. If you're really interested, please do go to the show notes and check out some of the resources I've listed there. But for the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to keep it pretty simple because that's why, that way it's useful for everyone. Lydia, just before we go on, talking with others about our worldviews and beliefs can be daunting at times. Mm. What do you think can be helpful for us? Yes, I know what you mean. I freeze all the time and don't know what to say, or I'm frightened or say something silly. Well, gosh, ladies, you're not Robinson Crusoe there. I think we all feel that way at times. My big temptation is the desire to win the discussion. I really want to make that crushing response or that perfect comeback that really doesn't do much to advance the conversation or my relationship with the other person. But I think the approach we're going to outline is really helpful. So let's get started. First off, I'd like you to imagine a cake with several layers covered with thick icing sitting on a large plate. Well, that's easy. I hope it's chocolate. Oh, me too. (laughs) I'm going to suggest that our thinking is a bit like an iced layer cake. The icing, well, that's the bit that's on the surface of the cake, the bit that's clearly visible to everyone. So the icing represents the things that everyone around you can see or hear. Your actions, your words, your choices, such as who you vote for, which movies you watch, the music you like, the way you spend your money, the way you bring up your children, all those kind of things. They're all part of the icing of your thinking, the surface. 
Would our worldview then be the plate that's holding up the cake? Oh, got it in one, Sandy. The whole cake rests on the plate, just as all of our thinking rests on our worldview. Now, in between the plate on the bottom and the icing on the surface, there are layers. We can't see them from the outside because the cake is covered with icing. But if we slice the cake, we can clearly see that each layer rests on the one below and supports the one above. Okay. Can you give an example of how that works in practice? Sure, Hannah. I'll give a very trivial example, but it's totally applicable to other things as well. Let's imagine you're in the supermarket and you see someone looking very carefully at the shelves of coffee. They choose a particular brand and they put it in their trolley. Now, all you've seen is the choice they've made. You've seen the icing. You have no idea why they've chosen that particular brand. It might be that they prefer the taste or it's on special or they like the look of the label, but you don't know why they've chosen that brand. And I guess to find out, you'd have to ask them why. Well, let's imagine that we do just that. We ask this person why they've chosen that brand of coffee. And they say, I chose this brand because it's fair trade coffee. Now that takes us down to another layer of thinking. This person has chosen fair trade coffee, not just any old coffee. It's been a deliberate choice. So then you'd need to ask them why again. Yeah, that's right. And as you ask more why type questions, the further down the thinking layers you go. Eventually, you might get down to something like this. I believe it's important to treat people fairly. That's why I buy fair trade coffee. And then maybe even the next layer down, all people should be treated fairly. Now we're getting pretty close to the plate. The final question you ask might be, why do you think all people should be treated fairly? This question might bring us to the bottom layer of the cake and the answer is going to give you a fair idea of this particular coffee buyer's worldview. If the answer is, because all people are made in God's image and are equally deserving of dignity and respect, then that's going to tell you a lot about that person's worldview. But the person might respond with something like, well, we all need to look after each other to make a better world which will also give you a glimpse of the plate holding up their cake. Now, the coffee example is a trivial one, and I'm not suggesting that you bail people up in Woolies to interrogate them about their shopping lists, but the principles I've described are really useful to help us get an understanding of how we think and how other people think. So how could you use what you've described to talk to a friend who is not a Christian at work or school or in life generally about their beliefs? Well, I think there are a couple of keys. Firstly, we all need to pray. Pray for good conversation with friends and family and colleagues. Pray for opportunities that God might use to open up worldview issues. And secondly, we need to listen. Often when I'm talking to other people, I'm not really listening to what they're saying. I'm either thinking about what I will say next or consumed by worry because I don't know what I'm going to say next. If you try and concentrate on really listening to the other person, it helps take the pressure off yourself it pays the other person the compliment of taking them seriously and it lets you identify things the other person says that could be an opening to a deeper conversation. Now, the next thing I'm going to suggest is to ask good questions. Like with the coffee, you mean? Yes, Hannah, but they need to be gentle and careful questions. The aim of your questions will be to dig down more deeply into the layers of that person's thinking. So let's imagine someone says to you, well, I don't go to church, but I'm a very spiritual person. If you've been listening carefully, you'll know that's a great opportunity to deepen the conversation. You might reply, 
Oh, that's interesting. Can you tell me a bit more? Or someone you might know might decide to send their children to a Christian school, even though you know they aren't Christians themselves. Or a friend at school might tell you they think the Bible is just a fairy tale. In each case, by just relaxing and asking some good questions, you can get to know the person better and the way they think better. So what are some good questions we could ask? Questions that open the door to more discussion. Things like, why do you think that's important? Or what brought you to that conclusion? Or why do you think that's the case? Why is that so? It gives a real opportunity for a space to really find out more about how the other person thinks, but also hopefully to reach a moment where you can say something like, well, that's really interesting, but the biblical view is rather different and go on to explain why and where your worldview might differ or might have some things in common with their thinking. Yeah, but that means you need to know your own worldview too so that you can talk about it. Well, that's absolutely right, Hannah. So I think it's really important to ask ourselves those very same questions as well. Why do I think the way I do about things? How did I come to that conclusion? What evidence have I based my conclusions on? What does the Bible have to say about it? Am I being consistent or am I being swayed by a cultural worldview instead? Digging down into the layers of my own thinking cake. The deeper we get into our own thinking, the closer we should get to the plate. That means we should start to see our answers display more and more of the biblical worldview. That is, if we're being consistent in our thinking. What cultural worldviews do you think we're in danger of taking on, Lydia? Gosh, Sandy, that's a huge topic for another time, maybe. But we do need to remember that the dominant worldview in our culture at the moment is secular humanism. It's a worldview which values the rights and autonomy of the individual and stresses personal fulfillment, self-esteem and, and self-affirmation. We breathe that worldview in. It's all around us. So every time we catch ourselves thinking in those terms, it's really good to stop and check our thinking against the biblical worldview. Otherwise, we can slip into very worldly ways of thinking. The biblical worldview tells us that we model our thinking on the character of Jesus, self-denial rather than self-fulfillment, the needs of others before our own, serving rather than expecting to be served, laying down our rights in the name of love. If we see our thinking is wandering away from that, then maybe we need to recalibrate and think carefully about how we make sure that we aren't being conformed to the thinking of this world. I'll be praying that for you too, Sandy and Hannah, and for everyone who's been listening, and for me too, that this series has helped us all think about thinking and given us a bit of an insight into how to engage at a much deeper level with friends and family. Don't forget to catch up with the next Talk for 12 podcast episode when Steph will be encouraging us to consider how to celebrate Jesus this coming Christmas. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals one, two. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.